You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 83. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Business Marketing Show. This is Ed K. Smith with my co-host here, Brendan Tully. Hey, Brendan, how are you? Hi, Ed. (laughs) Good, thanks, mate. And we have a guest on the show today. We have Sandra Tricoli, who is the Director at Perth Copywriting and Savvy Creations. How are you, Sandra? Good to have you on the show. Um, I'm fantastic, Ed. No worries. So um, I'm in Perth, you're in Perth, and uh, we Brendan's over in, in Queensland. So we, we thought we'd have you on the show because you're a specialist in the areas of copywriting uh, with a focus on copywriting for websites uh, and also for social media and blogs, etc., uh, and that is something that you're having great success with. So it is an area that we feel is is lacking in a lot of businesses that we deal with. They don't have someone in-house who's doing their copywriting or the copywriting they're get, getting done yeah. externally uh, is usually quite lacking. And it's a, a really important side of digital marketing that needs to be addressed. So we thought, well, we'll get you on. You've, you've had uh, eight years experience in this side of things. So uh, we'll thought, let's have Sandra on. Sure and have age, a- it? <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> um, hey, I'm quite, quite happily be young again like you, Sandra. So you know, don't take it, don't take it for granted. And Brendan's Brendan's not that young either. I mean, he's younger than me. Excuse me, Ed. <laughs> I'm very young. He he's uh, yeah, he is much younger than he looks. Or is it the other way around? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's 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 much older than he looks. Maybe that's the one. Oh, okay, okay. But it's it's, that, oh, it's if you look at the photo in Skype, you see he's got that you know that rugged that rugged unshaven face happening. So yeah. that's that's really popular now, even the young ones. So I know. Friend, yeah, that's it. They're all they've all got the beards going I on. Feel like you guys are picking on me. I've had that beard for a long time, Ed. Thank you very much. It's the Pick on Brendan podcast. Oh, it's, always, it's always Pick on Brendan. Uh, he picks on me plenty outside of the podcast. He's just always holds back. He's very professional like that. It's usually me that's just, well, just Ed, naughty. I am a professional, so it's <laughs> I'm very professional. Uh, all right, moving, moving right along. So um, give us some background uh, Sandra, let's let's go back. Um, where where were you born? Where did you grow up? What was your your background there? Yeah, sure. So I was actually born in in Serbia, um, okay. uh, in which is in, in Europe. For those who don't who don't know, Eastern Europe. Um, and I actually moved to Australia when I was five. So um, the war broke out in Serbia, and luckily we were able to come over to um, to Australia. I guess just to have a better life. So. Yeah, that's kind of how, how it all started and I've been in Australia for 26 years now. So, love Australia. Australia is my home. Um, but I do obviously love going back to Serbia because the majority of my family is back at home as well. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess, how, how that all happened. Yeah, um, okay. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been very stressful times 
I'm assuming, for all involved, in, including you yeah. and your, your family. And it was probably a very wise move of your, I'm assuming your, your yeah. mum and dad, did they bring bring you over well, to Australia? My dad came, yeah, well, my dad actually came to Australia like a couple of years before us to try and bring us over. Um, to be honest with you, I was so young, I obviously I can't really remember much. I remember no. that as a kid you see everything as happy and and you know if things are going wrong you're like oh something exciting's happening so you didn't you don't obviously get affected as much as opposed to when you're an adult when you kind of see all the the negative and positives of every situation um so what happened was my dad actually came to australia first and then he tried to bring us over um about a year after and then what happened was the war broke out and the the um our tickets that we had booked to come to australia fell through because the air airplane stopped flying out of the country uh. um so lost all our tickets and we couldn't actually leave um but then what happened was about a year or two after that we we booked our tickets again but all the sanctions were closed so we had to drive well the bus had to take us out i think it was czechoslovakia that we had to drive to and then from czechoslovakia we had to get a plane so it was you know now that i look back and when i say it it feels like it's not even my life it feels like it's like a story but yeah. in truth that that so we had to get a bus out of the country and then um and then get a plane from another country. It was I th actually, I think it might have been Prague instead of Czechoslovakia. I think we drove to Prague, and then from Prague we got on a plane and yeah, came to Australia. Yeah, Prague, which is in Czech Republic, which used to be Czechoslovakia, from my uh, well, from my rudimentary yeah, yeah. <laughs> social yeah, media skills, yeah. social media, social study skills, I should yeah. say. Um, so yeah, so you landed in Australia, and did you come to Perth straight away? Was that the? We did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we were in Perth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is where you have uh, laid down your tracks from from Pretty that point much. on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Perth. Perth's been our home. Um, yeah, my dad. He came. He was first in Canberra actually because he had his uncle here that brought him over, and it was tough back then. You know, I mean, even now it's tough getting family over, but especially back then, he, you know, my dad didn't speak one word of English at all um so you've just got to really you know work hard to just get just to make a living for yourself let alone to bring a whole family over yeah fantastic and that's yeah it always impresses me how how that uh, that works I mean technically I'm an immigrant as well but my yeah. uh, my parents were Scottish which you could almost say yeah. they didn't speak English either <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sometimes when you hear Scottish they people talking no yeah that's, that's it so what the heck is that uh, but then no, they're not too bad but I, you know, I grew up here from sort of six months old so I was really young so but look yeah. so, so moving on from there you've obviously gone through your schooling here in Perth but did you go to what school did you go to in um, I went to, first, I went to Maylands Primary School. Right. Um, and then I went to Hampton, which is in Morley, which is kind yep. of like the hood. The hood. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so I went to Maylands, then Hampton Primary, and then Hampton High. Um, and then, yeah, so that was, I guess, my, my schooling. Um, yeah. Okay. Not the best schools in, in, in WA, but, that, you know, they're good enough. So it's the student, not the school, right? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. 100% agree on that. So, um, so you, when you finished your uh, high school, you went on to, yeah. did you go to uni as well? I, I actually, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do when I left high school. I was kind of, I knew I always liked business, but I also really liked people and I liked writing. So what I did was I first just went to TAFE and did a business management um, course mm -hmm. just to kind of 
just to buy me some time, I guess, to really think about what I wanted to do at uni because to me I thought, well, I'm going to commit myself three or four years of studying. I want to make sure I commit myself to the right degree and not just start something just for the sake of saying, oh, I'm at uni, I've just done something to, you know, impress my parents. I thought, what do I want to do for myself? So it's probably one of the best decisions I made because it really gave me time to explore. Um, So I did my um, business management um, courses at TAFE and then I went straight on to uni after that and I did journalism and PR at uni at Murdoch University. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so so you've really been in this space of... that was, you know, your your chosen vacation from so from that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fant- yeah. Fantastic, and um, you've probably seen a lot of changes. Uh, so, I mean, I've been in the, the digital space for fifteen plus years, so I've I've seen a lot change yeah. from those early days. But um, in your eight years, that's um, that particular time period over the last eight yes. nine years has been a radically been, different. I mean, yeah. I would I, I would yeah. say exponentially different to the the times from when I was in, uh, earlier involved so so in yeah. with with the aspect of uh, smartphones etc coming on and people just completely and utterly living their lives in their digital space majority yes. of them through through their their iPhones or their their Android phones or whatever any sort of smartphone so yeah, yeah. No, absolutely and all of that content is is being consumed there and. Brendan, you probably see this as well because Brendan, he's in the digital marketing space as well, Sandra, which you, I don't yeah. know whether you knew that, but he is, obviously he wouldn't be doing this podcast with me. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, now, Brendan, you've probably seen it as well, the shift from um, in terms of search engine optimization, the, the huge focus on quality of content. What are your thoughts there, Brendan? Yeah, it's a funny one. So this year we've really focused on... Um, conversion like we've moved away from traffic focus entirely and it's about i mean you can buy all the traffic you want that's the thing now like the traffic is cheap and at the end of the day the traffic cost isn't really an issue if you can convert the traffic right the higher you can convert the traffic so yeah the battleground i think today is is conversion rate which is comes down to copy and it's really in content and it's really hard to i find it really hard to get that into people's heads that what they write one, they're very, you know, that we focus, they're always talking about themselves mm. and they don't, it's hard to, you know, when we're working with clients, switch them around and get them thinking in that mode of, it's it's all about the customer, what's in it for the customer. But yeah, I mean, it's, and especially because now everyone's drowning in content, there's just, there's, they're just bombarded with it, it's social networks, websites, everybody's the best and all this kind of nonsense. So I think more and more like that's the battleground is is conversion and that means that, content and copy needs to be ultra sharp if you're going to stand out like being at the top of google doesn't mean anything anymore and it's not even clear what like the top of google is so mm, yeah absolutely. i don't know what, what you guys think about that but that's that's what we're seeing and that's and that's the hard bit because that's mm. it's pretty easy to get ads running and rank at the top of google but there's a lot of art that goes into writing mm. copy that converts i guess yeah, I think the conversion is a two-step process as well. It's one thing converting to actually pick up the phone and call you, but it's also the other conversion is actually when they do call you that you do kind of seal the deal, whether it's on the spot or a couple of days later. So I think it's actually divided in two parts, the conversion. I think, like you said, you know, with the SEO and Google AdWords, it's not that hard anymore to get on page one, but it's like what's the journey from them finding you online to actually connecting with you and then you sealing the deal. 
Yeah, exactly. And then keeping them as an ongoing client and then be- be- becoming an evangelist of your brand and, and, and following you and sharing right. what you do with other people. And that, that is the key. It's, you can always get a sale, but if that sale is only a once-off thing that doesn't yeah. potentially lead to you know a lifelong customer, then you've potentially wasted your time and energy in marketing. So, Sandra, where, where is it that you think, so working with your business, Perth Copywriting and Savvy Creations, your, your main focus is doing the copywriting work at the moment. And we've got some other stuff to talk about later to do with with your your brand related stuff so um yeah, which yeah. you've got some exciting news to share with us so we'll, we'll go and touch Thank on you. that so in terms of copywriting um mm-hmm. what is the 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 most common thing you're seeing with your clients at the moment where they're falling down and they really need help to improve uh, they're, they're not they're not sure about how to convey their message across to and some of them are being too salesy in their content. My my advice to all my clients is don't sell, add value. And I do find that a lot of the time they're still using content about I rather than, as you mentioned before, we yeah. and, you know, how we can help you and, and give them kind of case studies of, you know, examples of how they have helped other people. So really thinking about the client opposed to thinking about themselves because at the end of the day, we, we, you know, we offer the services. How can we help people? The only, you know, every successful business is a solution to someone else's problem. How can we be that solution? And a lot of the time people don't include how they are a solution to people's problems in their content. So it's really finding that angle. I do believe that everyone has an authentic voice within their business. So whether it's you're speaking to 10 different real estate agents or 10 different GPs or 10 different fashion labels or whatever it is, everyone has their own tone of voice. So I guess the secret is to really uncover what is that tone of voice? What is your unique selling proposition? And how can you really get that across to your clients? Because by doing that, by being authentic, you're then going to attract authentic clients that need your help. Yeah, yeah, good point. And I see this all the time and no doubt you do too, Brendan. There's a, uh, people fall under the... The mistake of thinking that just producing a lot of content is the key to gaining traction, but it's not because if you're writing content that is not relevant and not targeted to your market, then they may end up reading some of it. But if it's not going to hold them uh, and and be sticky or sticky content that we yeah. often refer to, then they're they're going to leave and they're not going to come back. You want them coming back to your website all the time because the quality of what is being written, whether it's social media or on your website or your blog, whatever, uh, needs to be super high quality. So, and, and I, I don't think it's, a, it is a challenge and we've always found this and you, both of you would probably agree is, is, uh, trying to impart that to the customer that it's an important thing to spend their money on because they're, they're often thinking that they need to spend their money on other shiny objects objects yeah. that have no yeah. real conversion uh, points, uh, but they've been yeah. sold these other things, whatever it may be, some flash piece of software that does something. Uh, but it's yeah. the content, I feel, is the most important thing on on your website, on social media. Absolutely. I think the visual, the look of it and the, 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 the kind of aesthetic of the website is important so that it looks nice and it flows lovely because obviously 
us as humans, we've got different things that kind of, you know, some people read, some people like to hear, some people like to see. Mm. So I think as long as you're covering all of those aspects, that it's visually appealing, that it's, you know, content appealing and that, you know, whether it's got a video or whether it's got, you know, noise or like a, a music in the back, whatever it is, as long as you're covering a few of those bases that are going to attract people, it's so important. And that's really what your story is of your business. I mean, if you don't invest in your content, then how are people going to be able to contact you and know what you're even about? And it, it just it, it surprises me so much, even with some really big successful businesses, you go on their website and they're such old websites, there's no content on there. And, you know, the first question that I think is, do they care about their their business? Um, it's To me, I look at your website as a shop front to your business. A lot of people work online now, it's digital, it's either from home or it's from, you know, wherever they want to work from. So really the only way that people can get a bit of an insight into your into your business and to do work with you is through your website. So it's, it's really your shop front, like a retail shop. Their window always is, you know, people hire VM, visual merchandisers for their shop window. So why are they not hiring VMs for their website? Yeah, good analogy. Very good analogy, and that that yeah, that is good analogies. <laughs> that's good. I am, yeah, I'm a bit of an analogy nut myself. I usually get them wrong, but <laughs> I try. As long but as that, you try, that's but, all that matters. Yeah, that was that was a good one. So, and we see that uh, a lot. I mean, you and I have met up in in Subiaco, and you work out of Subiaco as well. For yeah. those who are listening in other parts of the country and and uh, other countries, uh, Subiaco is one of the the, the suburbs in Perth, and there's a lot of businesses in in Subiaco. It's both a mix of commercial and residential. And uh, there's a particular street in Subiaco called Rockby Road. And they there's a lot of shop fronts in there. Uh, a lot of them have been suffering recently. And I, I think it's a combination of half the things we're talking about now that they haven't done in, in the digital yeah. space as well as the physical. But if you don't have a nice appealing shop front with nicely laid out merchandise... Uh, people aren't going to walk in the door to start with. So, uh, and you've got seconds. You've got a few seconds to make that connection when someone hits your blog or your website or social media page uh, to connect with you. So, it's yeah, it's a very, very, very critical side. And Brendan, your thoughts? I always like to make sure Brendan's still there because you know. <laughs> this is great. I don't have to do any work yet. I'll just let you talk. Yeah, I mean, one one thing we talk a lot about and try. It's really. Sometimes it's really hard to get clients and business owners to understand how fast the web moves and you've got to be running just to keep up. There's, um, yeah, it's hard to, you know, there's, there's this kind of misconception that if you do digital marketing, you'll get ahead. Whereas actually if you do digital marketing, SEO or anything, you're actually just staying in the game. You're not actually getting ahead. But um, yeah, I like the analogy to the retail store because a lot of people do dumb stuff online that you'd never get away with in a real store. Like they just, you know... A classic one I see is you know email marketing and emailing people every day. If you were hassling people in person every day, calling up a prospect every single day of the week, that would absolutely piss them off. But yet the, the, the wisdom online is that you need to email people every day in order to get them to convert and just a lot of the other nonsense like we do a lot of e-commerce consulting, right? as you know, Ed. And, um, you know, abandoned card emails and, and a very classic one where people just get hammered with discounts. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like if you went into a retail store and yeah. the same behavior happened, someone ran down the street screaming discounts at you after you walked out of the store without buying, like it just wouldn't yeah. fly. Like it's, yeah. It's, I yeah. agree yes. with you. And it's quality over quantity. It's definitely the quality. I think some people just put content out just, just for the sake of doing it. Whereas to me, I believe you're better off doing one EDM every two or three weeks 
proper yeah. and just doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Well, one yeah. lens we, we have, we try and have clients think through is, you know, write, do the email marketing as if you were emailing your best friend directly. Like it doesn't have a whole bunch of fancy formatting and grids and yeah. layouts and images. Yeah. Like you might have a single image or, a, you know, it would be very basic and it would be clean language. It wouldn't be pushy or salesy or whatever like that. Okay. That sort of email will generally perform better than something with a bunch of fancy formatting and a bunch of like marketing nonsense and pressure and, you know, that, those kind of old school hard sales closing techniques. Yes, no, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that one, absolutely. And, and of course, this all ties in with your your brand and what you're portraying out into the marketplaces. This is what people are seeing. So uh, yeah. you've been working in the, for want of a better word, branding space recently and you've got some new projects you're working on and um, you are mentioning before we got on the call. So would you like to share what's happening there, Sandra? Yeah, absolutely. So, so probably about uh, about a month and a half ago, um, one of my one of my good friends. Well, he became a good friend. We were bus- well, we were first in business. We met through business, and then we became friends. And now we're actually business partners. So that's a, a third business because you know two businesses is just not enough today. <laughs> and um, and he actually asked me to get involved in this. Obviously, having my own PR and marketing business, he saw me being a good fit. Um, for this um, and basically what this is and it's called the, the name of the business is Orca Marina and what it basically is we're a brand licensing agency right. so there's only five brand licensing in Australia and we're the only ones in WA what that basically uh, the, the best way for me to explain it I guess is we're real estate agents of brands so we we would sell there's a buyer and there's a seller of a brand. So, for example, one of our actually one of our first clients, which is very exciting, considering we've only been in um, in business for just a couple, well, four or five weeks. Um, so, we signed one of our the farmer. He's very well known Indigenous artist in 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 Australia. Actually, he's um he's done a collaboration with Professor Jimmy Chu, and he's 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 incredible. His artwork is incredible. And basically, the Western Force wanted um a uh, like a an, an image of his put on their jersey for their, one of their upcoming upcoming um, games. So we signed uh, Peter Farmer, and they they got his prints and they put it on the Western Force jersey, which will be getting released in a couple of weeks' time. So that's basically branding. They pay for the licensing of his of his artwork to use on um, on their jersey. Fantastic! That's great. Yeah. Very exciting, and the potential is absolutely massive. And the good thing is, it doesn't just limit us to um, to Australia. It limit it, we've got the whole world. I'm off to London in a couple of months for the um, licensing expo as well, which is the biggest one in, in the world. Um, so yeah, it's very very exciting stuff that's going to be happening. That is superb. Well well done there. And um, Thank you. so I th- I think in terms of uh, copywriting, people really need to. Just make sure that they're uh, looking at this in the overall picture of their online strategy and what they're doing, and uh, and and making sure they're speaking to someone like like yourself. So, in in regards to SEO, Brendan, how much are you seeing that this is a, a core contributor to search engine rankings with good copywriting? Uh, well, <laughs> you can't rank for something if you have no content for it. So, um, exactly. It was I mean, we talked question. about that before, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't if there's no page for it, you can't rank for it. So it's yeah. it's critical, and um, the pay. I mean, the page needs to add value, right? So 
it's yeah. it's no good just to have the page if it doesn't convert people. So like we just talked about, that the quality yeah. of the copywriting and positioning is is critical. Yeah. Yes. No. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Too true. So in terms of uh, the size of clients that you work with, Sandra, because there's all sorts of levels of people who need copywriting. Okay. So you know you've yeah. got someone who's just starting out with a small business, and you've got uh, large uh, corporates now. Often, in our experience, depending on the size of the company, quite often larger companies have their in-house people who yep. are marketing people doing their content, not necessarily doing a good job, not necessarily doing a bad job, but that, that's yep. usually yep. what we find. And sometimes they'll pull in yep. some outside consultants for help on things. So where is your sweet yep. spot? Who, who is it you like to work with as a, as a copywriter? Look, to be honest with you, it is it is quite broad. And like you said, there are those big companies as well that do get in touch and I do copy for them as well because they do need something that, say, the marketing manager can't actually do. Um, and obviously, you know, my, my background is journalism, so there is a bit of a different style to writing opposed to, you know, just marketing managers um, where that they might just be more focused on kind of the visuals of, of social media and all that. I kind of go in-depth with the content. So to be honest with you, I honestly, I work with startups and all the way through to companies that have like over two, 300 staff. Um, it's, it's to me as a copywriter, you, you kind of kind of like a GP, you have to kind of be open-minded because I think, you know, I know a lot, some people just stick to one niche but for me it actually enables me to learn more and to become even more creative by working with different industries different people different size companies so there's I guess I you know it's hard for me to say just small businesses or just big businesses obviously you know the big businesses the big companies they have a bigger budget which is suitable in that regard but then I'm very passionate about helping startups as well because you know that they kind of need all the all the help that they can get um so it's it's I am pretty broad in that in that sense yeah, fantastic. And we're sort of similar. And it, it is a case of there is a need for for copywriting on all levels. So, um, it, yeah, and but like, you know, every job's different and, you know, you'll get some copywriting jobs that can take you a month to work on depending on the, the, the quantity of copy that's required and what the project is. So it's always going to be a case-by-case basis. So, uh, 100%. Absolutely. One size doesn't fit all. Absolutely. And and I create very bespoke strategies. I mean, like I mentioned before, you know, you can have five different real estate agents, five different this or that, but every single one of them has a different tone, they have a different message and they have a different culture within their organisation. So it's really important to me as the writer to try and encapsulate that as much as I possibly can to be able to deliver the message as concisely as possible. Yeah, yeah. So... Now, there are some people who will be listening to this podcast uh, who will be quite happy to contact you and engage you and get someone like yourself to do copywriting. But then there's going to be people who either they don't have the budget to pay someone at the moment to do it and they want to have a crack at it themselves. Do you have any tips to give people on a good place to start in learning how to be a good copywriter? Because there's lots of good books out there and courses and any anywhere that you would say is a good place to start. Uh, go and study uh, at university. <laughs> go and study at university. No. Yeah, yeah that, there's oh, three yeah. years. No, look, to be honest, yeah, I know, right? Do you have three years? Then, no, look, it's it's one of those things. Um, I guess the best thing to do is is have a look at other kind of content that appeals to you and try and figure out what is it that appeals to you 
about that content. So it doesn't even necessarily have to be a competitor or someone within your industry. Maybe do a bit of research. Obviously, Google is everyone's best friend. So just start Googling some websites, um, different industries, and seeing kind of the language that they're using and, and try and identify what is it in this language that is either appealing to me or non-appealing to me. And that will be able to create your own voice, your own tone. Um, so it's that's probably, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of, you know, obviously study, there's, you know, you can do courses at TAFE or, yeah. or at university. Um, there's books to read. But all my all my um, knowledge has been, you know, other than uni, and look, I finished many years ago, it's all been kind of evolving since then. So you're constantly working on your craft. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's a time thing as well. Obviously, the more the more experience you have, the better you become in it. But um, other than that, just start doing a bit of research on different websites and start to really understand what is it that I'm reading now and why has this stood out to me? And also going back to the whole social media thing as well, when you're scrolling down your LinkedIn or your Facebook or wherever, Instagram... See what jumps out at you and try and go, okay, why has this, like, why has this stood out? What is it about this content? Because you'll learn a lot from that as well. Yeah, yeah, good tips. And people will come to realise very quickly how difficult good copywriting is <laughs> and how oh, even... It's very difficult. It is, yeah, yeah. and how even harder exceptional copywriting is. And uh, my business yeah. partner, Alan Stewart, is a fantastic copywriter and he labels over three paragraphs for days, you know, like he'll... Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, um, it's, it's, it's very, hard, yeah. very hard and, you know, you really have to do... The, the the background research on what you're writing about because uh, if content yeah. is king context is queen um so yeah. it's ultimately the, the the time and energy that goes into writing content and there is certainly a a, a craft that takes years of practice and development to do now it's not to say that you should never try or start uh, because there's yeah. some people right now who are listening who maybe have really good copywriting skills within them that that can come out Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. yeah but it's it's a long journey and people sometimes think that it's just a, an easy job just to write a few words on a page and put this stuff out there uh, yeah yes if you're writing crap and just pouring out junk but yeah. if you're actually yeah. putting producing yeah. quality content yeah, you need to really right. put the time and energy in or you have to pay someone like Sandra to do it. Uh, and that's the key. There's really no in-between. You've, you've got to make those yes. decisions. Well, that's, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. So it's really about, you know, and, and, and look, if you are kind of struggling with budget or anything like that, give it a crack, give it a try, see how you go. And then obviously when your business does pick up a little bit on when you you know, do start kind of making that, that money that you want to, then definitely have a look at it. Because to me, what I say to all my clients is we should all be investing 10% of our turnover into our marketing and into increasing our branding and our brand awareness and our content and all the rest. So unfortunately, a lot of people sit on that and go, well, I don't want to spend a single cent. I just want to save and save. But really, if you want your business to keep growing and expanding, you do have to eventually invest in it as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, Brendan, any questions for sandra before we we finish up and let her get back to her her work and her copywriting that <laughs> was great thank you thank you so much so um yeah so what's the best way for people to get in touch with you sandra um you're on linkedin obviously i can see you there I am. um yes i'm so, very active on linkedin yeah yep. um so what's a what's a good email address we'll put all this in the in the show notes as well sure. so people can, so what's your what's your Sorry, best email address? Yeah. So 
So my email is info at perthcopywriting.com.au. Fantastic, um, yep. That's yeah, for the copywriting, so info at perthcopywriting.com. Otherwise, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. So it's Sandra Tricoli. Um, otherwise, visit, visit, visit <laughs> <laughs> uh, my website, www.perthcopywriting.com.au. Um, and Easy. last of all, you can contact me on my. You can contact me directly on my mobile as well, because sometimes it's just. I know people like to just have, call and have a chat, which I, I like as well. I'm a little bit old school in that regard. It's good to just get a feel. So my my mobile number is zero four one five one double nine eight six one. If they want to call me directly. Fantastic. We'll put all that in the show notes as well. So uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's no, a- thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. No, no, my pleasure. It's a, it's a very important topic, uh, and it's I think it's an area that people are coming to the drastic realization that if they're if they're not doing this stuff correctly, they're certainly falling far, far behind in the digital yeah. space. So uh, get yes, onto it absolutely. quick. All right, thanks, Brendan. Thanks for your input. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Sandra. Thanks, Brendan. And um, yes, e meeting. That's it. Take care. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll speak to you soon. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.